suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet. I was spotting down the firing range for several shooters when all of a sudden I saw a large hairy creature walking from right to left. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. Encounter Brigade, welcome to the team. Welcome to the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade podcast. Tonight's guests are to kick off an all-female lineup that we have scheduled for five nights in a row. We have decided to call this series SCB Presents Women in the Field. We just thought it'd be a great idea to throw out some kudos to some women out there in the field doing some great work. There's a lot of ladies out there that's really making a difference. These women are out there gathering evidence and sharing some of their incredible stories. If you enjoy the show tonight, don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade. We certainly appreciate every subscription and every follow that you guys give us. Tonight we have a guest co-host, Miss Barb Kramers with us all the way from South Georgia, the Okefenokee Swamp. I met Miss Barb last year when our team went to the Okefenokee on a research project and her and I have been friends ever since. She's been instrumental in talking with witnesses, linking our group to other resources and such. Her and her husband drove up in November and they were instrumental in helping with the first annual Molina Bigfoot Festival. Uh, the Molina Bigfoot Festival is where we actually met the two ladies that we will be talking with tonight. Um, Barb is about to participate in her first overnight field research project in a couple of weeks. And I thought it'd be a good idea to bring her on the show to ask for advice. Uh, she also may have some fears that she may want to address and get some um, advice from, from some more experienced ladies. Tonight's guests are Jessica Jones, also known as the Cryptid Huntress, and Kristen Payton. Jessica is a paranormal investigator and a remote viewer. She's an active field researcher. She's a member of the Enigma Research Group, Anomaly Studies and Observation Group, also known as ASOG, and North Georgia Cryptid Researchers. These groups study all things paranormal and especially Bigfoot. Jessica also helps in missing person cases and cold cases, and she presents her research at conferences. She's often interviewed on podcasts and radio shows across the globe. Kristen was born and raised in Elbert County, Georgia. She works as an RN, where she has her ABN, BSN, and numerous certificates. She's a musician, and she had her first Bigfoot sighting at the age of 16. Both of these ladies are members of some of the same research groups, and they have obtained groundbreaking evidence at several paranormal hotspot hubs in the southeast United States that is comparable to the Skinwalker Ranch. Hello, 
Hey. Hey, y'all. Hi. <laughs> we have Jessica Jones and Kristen with us. Uh, Jessica has a YouTube channel uh, where she's known as the Cryptid Huntress. So, Jessica, if you could tell us a little bit about what you have going on on YouTube and yeah. your other channels. Well, I'd love to. Thank you. Yes, I have a YouTube channel called The Cryptid Huntress where I do uh, two weekly shows uh, and I do sporadic other videos throughout the week. But um, but yeah, it's The Cryptid Huntress Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I do a daytime show about cryptids, Bigfoot, Dogman, aliens, time travel, whatever. And, uh, and it's really fun. And then Thursday nights, I have a show about remote viewing where I do, uh, I remote view targets like Bigfoot attacks and Dogman attacks and uh, trap like star systems and all sorts of weird like Mandela effect stuff. Um, I, so I have that there, but I'm also a weekend host at Spaced Out Radio. And so I do um, two weekend <clears throat> shows, Saturday and Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Spaced Out Radio. You can find that on YouTube, on their uh, YouTube channel, where I, I bring in the best encrypted and Bigfoot research uh, and experiencers, and it's a really fun show. So, yeah, I I have that going on, but but that's about it. So, Je Jessica, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, uh, for those who don't know, and me being uh, the first to admit, uh, remote viewing, uh, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Remote viewing is something that our government uses and, and governments across the world use uh, as psychic spies. OK, uh, I'm, I'm a part of a, a team, uh, Enigma Research Group. Okay. Kristen, Kristen's gone out with this too. We're, Kristen and I are, are teammates, okay? Okay. And uh, and so we we've been uh, researching out in the field together for a long time. So you're uh, both you're you're both remote viewers then? Well, no, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen hasn't been training that yet. No, oh, but gotcha. uh, yes, but this this goes way back. Uh, I think around like 2011. Way back is not that way back, but like 2011 or so. Um, I I joined a, a team, Enigma Research Group, and. Uh, and we were having such weird experiences when we were doing our Bigfoot field research with UFOs and like potential portals and ETs, alien stuff was going on out in the field. Uh, and so my the head of my team is a remote viewer and an amazing remote viewer. And he decided that he he thought it was it would be a good idea to train our entire team in remote viewing, which is taking blind targets okay this is like where where he assigns us a target which could be like uh, a bigfoot sighting or something that happened in the field right okay and uh he assigns out a target he puts a number to it like we do coordinate remote viewing is it i can get into it. It, it it would take a while to talk about the you know to explain it all but it's it's looking into something psychically okay, okay. And so that's basically what it is. And so we we do remote viewing. It's something that our government uses, the military uses, uh, whether they're admitted or not to this day. They they use that kind of stuff. See, I, I was I was uh, you know a career military officer, army, right? So I, you know, obviously it's it's news to me, and I held a pretty yeah. good uh, um, clearance level, but. Well, there, well, there's, there's again, projects. I, there's actually a movie made about it called "The Men Who Stare at Goats." Goats, yeah, and yeah. that's exactly what I. That's yeah. exactly what I, I was. Uh, 
I was kind of thinking about, but at the same time, I was like, ah, you know what? We, um, it's it, you know, um, it's real. That stuff happens. That's okay. what we use it. No, yeah. no, and, and, and I'm, I'm not disputing or none of that because, yeah, and there is, there is, um, there is some of that. Okay. There's a lot of things that go on in our government that yeah. we don't all know about. Okay. There you go. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jessica, what got you first interested in the field of Bigfoot? <laughs> Well, you know, I had always been attuned to the paranormal my entire life. You know, when I was growing up, uh, I, I used to see ghosts, you know, and uh, I would go outside and look for UFOs at night when I was a little kid. Stuff that <clears throat> the normal kids weren't doing. OK. And uh, and so I, I was I was one of those kids. You know, I'd go to the library and check out every book about ghosts in the sci-fi section and fictional section, even though it was, I knew it wasn't fiction. Okay. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I got into this because it was part of my life. Um, I was interested in Bigfoot. I had never had a sighting of a Bigfoot though. Um, and one, one evening I went to a presentation uh, at a, a meetup thing one night and, uh, and these, these gentlemen from the Enigma research group who were diehard Bigfoot field researchers, professional trackers, search and rescue guys, um, and former military, a lot yeah. of them in law enforcement. Um, they gave a presentation. I went, they, I, I was, I was just totally blown away by it. And, uh, and I had a lot of questions for them uh, at the end of it. And uh, they saw my interest in it and they invited me out on an expedition. And, uh, and that's how I got into Bigfoot was going to that, that little tiny meetup one night and meeting those guys. Wow. And, uh, it, it snowballed and escalated out of control after that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it did. And, uh, and so, yeah, I went on my first expedition in 2011 and, uh, and, and my experience with Bigfoot was so radically different than a lot of other people. Not, I'm not obviously radically, radically different than everybody's. But the first time that I had experience with Bigfoot, <clears throat> I had UFOs flying over my head and stuff, you know, so there was a lot of other paranormal supernatural stuff occurring in the environment when we were doing our Bigfoot field research out there. Um, and so it never stopped. And Kristen can attest to all of that. Um, Kristen, Kristen has actually uh, filmed a portal opening and uh, two of our, wow. our teammates walking into it. So, disappearing. and disappearing and then coming and back out wow. yeah <laughs> didn't make it so, back out yeah so, I got so, to see those yeah. photos in, in Molina mm -hmm. yes and, and so and so Kristen and I are like okay when when people hear us talk about our experiences it's not just Bigfoot it's everything, everything. okay uh, the whole entire spectrum of the paranormal basically uh, is what we experience out in the field so mm -hmm. um yeah, it's, it's it never stops and it's always exciting. Um, so and here I am. We are with you guys tonight, oh, Kristen and I. That, yes, it's awesome. So now this was in the southeast. Uh, yes, okay. undisclosed locations. Gotcha. Yes, gotcha. we 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 research all over the south. Uh, we we go everywhere from Florida to Georgia to Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, um, Virginia. Okay. Uh, Mississippi, wherever you name it, it's it, but it's, it's mostly the South. Gotcha, gotcha. Jessica, how do you get so much research in with your shows on the weekend? <laughs> well, I got listen. I got most of my research in before I started my shows. Okay, and then I go out and I, I still do it. I listen. Space Out Radio is like, hey, anytime you need to research, take the nights off. You know, take the weekend off. So, 
Oh, it's not a, it's not a paid gig, okay? I'm yeah. not I'm doing this for free. So I go out and research whenever I want. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, doing it for the community. Yes, I'm still I'm still researching. I, I never stopped. Yeah. I might just go for one night instead of two or three, but you know, I'm still there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kristen, um, would you tell us a little bit about uh your first sighting? What yeah. Kind of That's kind of well, actually that is what got me into Bigfoot. Um you know, I kind of knew that something is out there, much like Jessica. I saw spirits, ghosts as a kid and was always a little strange, a little different. Um, but, you know, and of course, we all heard of Bigfoot. We all knew what Bigfoot was. But I did not think it was in a little town where I lived at. Um, so I was 16 years old and was actually in the woods looking at eagle nests on my parents' property my friend and I and my friend was she's probably she's in her late 60s now so she's a little bit older than me and we were looking I'll show her the eagle's nest we were actually on break from band practice minding our own business and this creature comes towards us like it's going to kill us oh. very angry and know this it just stands there and looks at us as we're staying there looking at it you know you couldn't see a lot of detail but it was up in the woods you know it was summer so there are a lot of leaves on the trees and you could see just this massive huge creature and as I guess it figured out we were not going to harm it or maybe it had a baby and it just turned and walked away from us and in the little pig path of a clearing it swung out its arm, it'd be its left arm. So you could clearly see it was not a bear on two legs or it was not a man in a ghillie suit or anything like that. All right, I got a question. Sure. You were at band practice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what song were you playing? Ooh, that's probably Folsom Prison <laughs> Blues or. Maybe, maybe it didn't like maybe, maybe it didn't like the band. The music <laughs> not. Maybe you, it was not a you, fan of old country music. You said, it, you, said it came, you said it came out very angrily. So I was like, yes, oh. it was. It was quite angry. <laughs> okay. But Angie, yeah. Angie, get a recording of that and play in the uh, and give it to Barb. Barb, you play it down in the swamp. Tell us what happens. There we go. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I mean, so this was daylight like uh, yes, this like was afternoon. yeah this was daylight this was probably i'm guessing seven in the evening wow yeah so it was i mean you could see in the woods of course it does get darker sooner than it would if you're just standing out in the middle of the pasture but yeah, it was in the evening so the sun was still bright you know you could still see and I don't know what it was. You know, I cannot say 100%. Oh, I saw a Bigfoot, but I don't know what else it could have been. Um, Did your I, friend? I, yeah, she she actually was crying and screaming. Um, she was actually holding me and she grabbed me because I was 16 at the time. I was a little bit smaller. And she grabs me and pushes me out front and starts screaming, <laughs> we're going to die. We're going to die. I mean, she offers me up to smack life. And then I was standing there looking like, I think I might die today. <laughs> Maybe it. <laughs> but um, this thing, I guess, probably looked at us and said, okay, they, they're obviously terrified. And 
I don't want to mess with these two crazy ladies and walk <laughs> off. <laughs> what color was it? What color was it? It was like a brown, a dark brown to a, I wouldn't go with black, but it was a darker brown color. Because mm -hmm. um, it was, like I said, I could not see detail, like as far as facial features or anything. But when mm -hmm. it swung its arm out, it was a brown, brownish color. And this was in Georgia? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. In Elbert County, Georgia. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know whenever I met Kristen at the um, Molina Bigfoot Festival, she's like, I have a cast in my car. And I'm like, oh, I want to awesome. see it. And then she comes out with this baby huge casting that she did yeah. of this obvious yeah. footprint. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, this girl is for real. Yes. Yeah. So she's amazing. out making, you know, casting her own yes. stuff on her property. Yeah, that was, you know, had my, whatever. Yeah, that the cast I made was actually January of this year. Um, or was what it right? Like January of last year. Yes. yes, I'm still not used to 2023, but yes, January of last year. And also casted what I do believe is also a baby or juvenile Bigfoot yeah. track. Um, and that was very close to the location where I had my sighting 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah, well, we're going to look at family pictures. Oh, great. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Chris. I just had to pull up Elbert County, Georgia, because it sounded like, ooh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> um, the Georgia Guidestones, right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so my wife and I, so we were looking at some lake property up uh, near uh, Hester's Ferry, uh, Chenault, Chenault, if that sounds mm -hmm. right. Um, Beulah. Beulah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so it's Lincoln County, but just Not south far. of Elbert. Yeah. And the, the reason why we like it up there is because it's just like uh, super rural. Yes. And there's like nothing there. And <laughs> now you're telling me. Oh, there's something there. Yeah. Now you're telling me there's something there that doesn't like. Uh, uh johnny cash right <laughs> so that's, yes no hank williams jr george uh, jones uh, but, no. but, but, don't play your music joe don't play your music. no but but so so what's amazing is so i you know i had my uh my first initial sighting in R richmond county right um here in georgia as well and is that augusta it is. It okay. is. You know, we, and, I have a teammate over there. One of my big footers, JT. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, um, obviously, you know, for those who do listen to, to, you know, our, our group, you know, I did my very first little podcast with Johnny and told him about, uh, about this, uh, incident on the military base and, and whatnot. And, uh, and like you said, it was, you know, it, something that you didn't expect to be there christen but mm -hmm. often it's it is right there and then uh sure sure enough you know what uh johnny and i down in uh south of augusta we had that juvenile sighting which was within 50 yards and wow. again to this day i'm like that shouldn't have been there and it it, it really it, kind of, it doesn't creep me out it's just more or less the the, the, the idea that all right these things are like I hear 
Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, you know, Joe, actually, you know, what's really interesting is the fact that you said that it was on a military base. And I, I get that a lot. You know, I, I interview people from all over the world, mostly the U.S., yeah. but a lot of sightings occur on military installations yeah. or bases. Oh, to, yeah. And, and that's with Dogman, too. I know we're not talking about Dogman today, but it, it's with a lot of these cryptids. They do show up on military bases. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be talking yeah. about that on uh, this week on, with one of yeah. my guests. No, so I mean, and and again, um, so my story, in case you, you you ladies don't know, you know, so I um, I was um, contracted to uh, you know plan and execute a large sniper competition, which is held here uh, here in Georgia, and obviously, you know, many many months leading up to it, you know, you're still doing planning for as far as like all the routes that the competitors have to hike and uh, which ranges they're going to shoot on. So um, this was this was about middle summer, and we were uh, actually training with some uh, uh, long range shooters. On you know, so they they were actually you know live firing, shooting real bullets down a down a range, um, and this thing <laughs> was you know walking um past the uh, the target berm right you know um so the, we're shooting on a thousand yard range this thing was past there about you know about uh 14 1500 yards but through a spotting scope which i was standing behind viewing you know, our shooters shoot i could see you know this thing very clearly and you know it was it was in the afternoon it was not a person because normally if if there are people on a on a firing range and they're shooting down towards a, a, a certain direction, natural human instinct would like you would duck for cover, right? You know mm -hmm. this this thing did not did none of that. It just kept on walking with a purpose. Wow. Um, didn't run. It wasn't hiding behind trees. It just kept on walking. And you know it, it wasn't wearing camouflage. It wasn't a timber cruiser with like you know like a hard hat or anything on that on or. Mm -hmm fluorescent colors it was just a very dark shady looking thing and and uh, uh not only did i see it but you know the other the other range safety officer saw it you know it was it was enough that you know he had to shut down you know the live fire that was going on wow. but, but but anyways um it shouldn't have been there and like christian you just you, you said the same thing like you yeah. just saw something that that you know, shouldn't like have shouldn't have been there, yeah. and, and that, and I was like, oh man, that's exactly how yeah. I feel about it today. Even yeah. though I, I'm not a subject matter expert, I I just know what I saw. Now, mm -hmm. when it comes to long range shooting, target um, identification, you know, things with with rifles and uh, yeah, I am a, a subject matter expert, but and, and also running live fire ranges, you know, uh, I've done it many many times in my career in the in the military, but. Again, what I saw shouldn't have been there. You know, that's enough to get people fired from their jobs, career enders, mm -hmm. you know, uh, worse yet, someone someone possibly killed, you know. But um, so when you saw this thing, when you're 16 with your friend, you yes. know, you had to process it, right? How long, yes. how, how long did it take you to start realizing that it could have been a Bigfoot? Because we're, we're not we're not Oregon. We're not Washington State. Right. right? Yes, um, immediately I knew something was not normal about this creature. Okay. And I was, of course, I was trying to process well, first of all, what is it? Second of all, and is this going to be the last day I'm going to be here on this earth? But <laughs> um, later that evening is when I really got to sit down thinking about after band practice had ended and 
you know, things had calmed down. What, what did I see? And that's why I'm like, I mean, it fits the Bigfoot description, but they're not here, or at least I thought they weren't there. Um, and I know as you said also how it approached with live fire. I mean, my friend and I had to take an ATV ride 30 acres straight back to the dead end of the uh, my parents' property. So we were a long ways down in there. And what I kept going back to is, you know, people were like, oh, it was a bear or something. What bear or bobcat or even human that's trespassing on you? somebody else's property yeah. is going to come towards an ATV that had just been shut off. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't make sense. So that night as well, I was like, I think I might have saw my first Bigfoot, but maybe not because they're not around here. I'm not in Washington. Yeah. And after I started speaking with the neighbors, it was then I was like, I really did see something strange because they actually had sightings as well. So, oh, wow. Made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Made me feel a little bit more confident. I was like, did I really see what I thought I saw? And I did. I I do believe I saw a Bigfoot. Wow. Yeah, I know a lot of us, we all thought that they only lived in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Yeah. I was very yeah. surprised to learn they were here in Georgia. Yes. and but, but I was happy to hear they were here in Georgia. I know. And then once you start talking to other people, you realize... It's not just me. There's several people in the county I live in that have had sightings. So it's not just me. So I didn't feel so so weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Weird. Yeah. And, and, and Jessica, have have you had a encounter or sighting yourself? I mean, well, you said you 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 did, right? With some UFO activity here? Yeah. I mean, I've had many encounters. But okay. I'll be honest with you, I've never had an up-close sighting of one where I actually saw its face, okay? So I'm, I'm one of those people who's uh, been, been in the field for quite some time, and, uh, and I can't say I've ever seen one up close. Uh, however, yeah, you know, I think that the first time that I ever had an encounter, I had something that, very, that was very strange that happened to me. And, uh, and I can't say for sure that it was a what they call a cloaked Sasquatch, but I think it could have been. Okay. So, um, the first time, the first weekend actually that I went on an expedition, I was kind of dared to be bait. Okay. And, uh, bait is something that when you're first getting into Bigfoot research, especially if you're the only female, those guys are going to be like, all right, you're bait. Okay. <laughs> it's like an initiation, right? Okay, and uh, Angie, she was she was bait for uh, Scott, I think. So yeah, we all, we're all bait. I, I actually, I personally enjoy being. Oh, bait. I tell I you, Angie, I'm not. Yeah, so I don't I don't mind being bait, but um, but yeah, they one of the guys uh, dared me to dared me to walk up an open field by myself, but there were like five or six guys at the bottom of the hill watching me through their FLIR, okay. their FLIRs and their thermals. Yep. Uh, so I knew that if anything happened to me, at least they would know. They'd see <laughs> and they could tell my mom how I died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically God. I was, I was, I was, I just had no fear. I still don't have any fear, honestly, Good. when it comes Good. to that. But, um, but I, you know, I, I wanted to, I, my goal that weekend was to find out if Bigfoot existed. And so I was going to just go all out. 
Okay. And, uh, and I, I didn't care. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so I, um, I knew that I felt safe because they were watching me and, uh, but it was pitch dark. You couldn't see, I couldn't see in front of my face. Uh, it was very dark that night. And, uh, and so I started walking up, it was about a hundred yards up to a tree line up a hill. And, uh, it was an open field and where we go and do our research, uh, but this is the North Georgia mountains. There's not a lot of open fields. I mean, it's a lot, it's like mountainous, a lot, it's very dense. Uh, we do a lot of our tracking training up there and stuff. Uh, uh -huh. it's, but this, but this is that one open field. Okay. And, uh, and so I started, I took off walking and, uh, and I was very confident <laughs> with myself. And uh, the next thing I know, I got like halfway up the, the field and I, I heard somebody running up behind me and I could feel it. Like I could, I could hear it. I could feel it. There was like that energy of like some, I, I knew those guys were messing with me <laughs> and they were, and one of them was running up to scare me. Okay. That's that in my brain. That's how I was computing it. Okay. Was those guys. But then I, I remember thinking that's not very professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are sitting there trying to scare me. That's not cool. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but I, but I kept walking anyways. Cause I was like, Oh, whatever. I'm not going to look like I'm scared, you know, whatever. And, uh, and, and something, whatever it was got closer that per, I thought it was a person and, uh, and something swiped the back of my legs, the, the back of both of my legs, kind of like a, whoosh, like, um, it was like, a, I got the back is the backs of my legs both got hit okay. at the same time, but it was not threatening. Wow. Okay. Uh, and whatever it was, I thought it was a person, but it just ran right past me and I could, I felt the wind. I could hear it. It was all just like, whoosh, and it went past me and I, and I just kind of, I kind of like lost my balance a little bit, but I didn't fall down. And I stood there for a minute looking around like, okay, what was that? Um, I looked around, I got, I, I don't remember, I don't think I got a flashlight out, but I, I did look around to make sure there wasn't like a, a limb or like a tree that I had hit something because, you know, your, your rational brain is trying to make sense of what's happening yeah. when it doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, and there was nobody there. And apparently like the distress signal was like throwing my arms up in the air. Like they were like, Hey, if something happens, throw your arms up in the air. And I kind of inadvertently threw my arms up when I kind of got hit. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to, but, um, but one of the guys eventually I kept walking, I just kept walking. And, but one of the guys came up, uh, Craig came up to make sure I was okay. Cause he had seen, they, they had seen that something had happened and, um, and, and I remember him walking up and I was like, are you a human? Who are you? You know, <laughs> who are you? Did they see it in, in their flares? No, they did not. Not at all. Oh, and, but, but let me tell you what, what's super interesting about that. They didn't see it at all. I heard it. I felt it. I experienced it. And Craig, Craig walked up to the tree line with me and we were standing there looking and something drew me over to the right corner of the tree line and i stood there and one of my teammates who was my partner the next night on a, on a kamikaze mission that we went on he watched through his flare as uh, uh he says it was a sasquatch like a bigfoot peeked its head around the tree and stared at me for about 30 seconds or more uh before it put its head back in so and i was standing but i couldn't see it with my with my bare eyes so i i didn't know but he said he he watched and so we kind of spent the entire next day and the next night researching that field because of that experience mm -hmm. um and so so that was really cool were you walk was it tall grass where you were walking 
I think she kind of, I think she kind of froze up. Okay. There she, there she is. I froze. I'm sorry. Okay. My, what, what, was my, it? Inter my internet gets wonky. <laughs> was it? Uh, yes. Uh, so and, 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 Andrea asked about like, uh, was it tall grass that you were walking through? Uh, that night, no, it wasn't that tall. It had been cut. So no, okay. it wasn't tall. Yeah. No, it, no, it, we, we, act, yeah, we, we went back and really examined it and, uh, and there was nothing there, uh, nothing that would have hit my legs. There were no limbs. There were no, um, there's no tall grass. I mean, it, it was more than tall grass that would have hit my legs. It was a, it was a definite, like something that, that, that hit the back of my legs. It was, well, I was, it was more than grass. grass might've, might've hit it from the, the fleer. Like if it was belly crawling or something. Oh, right. Yeah. Was, this thing was not crawling. I mean, if it was crawling, it was crawling fast. Cause it was, it was like a freight train coming at me. Mm. Was so it a it was path? Really was it a path you were on or was it an no. open? It okay. was just a field, like a pasture. Kind right. Of. A like, pasture. Okay. That's what I thought. Yes. You, yeah. It okay. looked like a pasture. It wasn't a pasture, but just an open field with grass in it. Right. Um, so much, much like the meadow where Kristen and I investigate, yeah. we do our research at this place called the meadow at a different location. And it's an open field, just like the meadow. Okay. Well, that was my next question. If you guys could tell us about some of the projects, maybe you worked on together, like some strange stuff. Yeah. I know Kristen, do you want to go? But Chris, do you want to do that one? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, of course, we're always hunting for something. I think, um, like with me, it started, I was looking for Bigfoot. But after being out in areas like the meadow, um, we're now kind of venturing out a little bit into the paranormal, extraterrestrial. Um, one of the cool things that I do believe that the group is working on, in my opinion, is just, for example, the SD session, mm -hmm. where... It's a double blind experiment. You have a person asking questions and then a person listening to like a like a spirit box that um, it goes through radio frequencies quite right. fast and picks up on a word every now and then. And the, so someone will ask a question and the one that's got a blindfold on earmuffs, earplugs um, will just repeat what they're hearing through the ghost box. And so neither the person listening to the ghost box like they cannot hear the questions being asked and what we have found is that they start carrying on a conversation the one that's asking the questions will actually get a response from whatever it is speaking through the ghost box and the person sitting there listening just repeats a word that they hear um, so that's kind of interesting because we've asked questions about portals about who is there and the answers we're getting are quite strange but yet quite exciting but the answers like it would be a legitimate response to the question you ask it would yes yes um one of the areas we research in um, there's a history of a witch being there and one of the questions um that another asog member asked was you know, who are you? Um, and then the response from the one listening, the receiver said, which? So we we're like, hmm. you know, the person sitting there listening had no idea what this person asked. So the response was, which? I mean, the questions and answers, they're lining up. And 
the responses also seem to get almost angry mm -hmm. when you start asking about, I guess, the physics, like quantum physics and about matter and space and time. The Portals. Are, yeah, they, sh they shut down. I mean, they say, stop, stop, no. You know, we're like, well, is the portal due to this time and space colliding? Stop, no. So I think that's something that... Very interesting. Yeah, it is. We can't explain it, but it's very uh, interesting. All right, I got to ask this question. Because yeah. you brought up the witch thing. Yes. Have you guys ever been investigating something like that and heard a witch cackle like no. oh no? i've heard some weird stuff no? yeah yeah Never you know cackle. Oh, yeah God. have you right. have you ever heard of spearfinger no I the cherokee legend no okay yeah i've been out in the field uh up in north georgia okay. and uh we may or may not have encountered something similar to spearfinger before uh so, and so, so what is that yeah, Spearfinger is a witch. She's actually a, a, a very well-known legend of the Cherokee of okay. uh, North Carolina, North Georgia mountains, the Appalachians, basically. Gotcha. And uh, and she is a witch who has a long finger, and it's uh, it's like a spear, basically. Okay. But she loves to eat livers out of, especially children. She oh, loves to go and eat children's livers, <laughs> and uh, and and she will. Um, She'll attack, you know, maybe go after Bigfoots and kids and, and human, whatever, adults. Uh, but yeah, she is known for um, going after people and sticking her finger in the back, in your back and pulling the liver out and eating it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's spear finger. Yeah. Oh She's very well known in those parts. So uh, there was one night we were out in the field and it was, we were just, you know, we, we do a lot of our, our research in the dark. We don't use headlamps or flashlights or anything a lot of times. And uh, there was one night I was out there and I swear I was picking up on spear finger energy so hard. <laughs> like, and I kept hearing this tapping on a tree, like tap, 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 tap. And I, I mean, it might've been my imagination, but all I could think of was spear finger. <laughs> <tapping a tree>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that's, those are like some of the real, the real, that's real life, man. When you're out there doing research, you're like, your, your mind, if you don't, it will, your, your mind will, yeah. That's oh, right. Man. Yeah. All right. You got to control so, your thoughts, man. So, uh, two two falls ago, so not this past September, but September previous, I was uh, me and um, uh, two army buddies went out to Wyoming elk hunting. So this was uh, mid September, and so we were hunt, uh, we were hunting in the uh, just west of like the Wind River Range, there. Um, and pretty much in the same valley area where they found uh, that uh, that poor girl that was murdered um, from Florida, her her boyfriend was yeah. from Florida. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, except you know, so we were like God, like twenty two miles from the campground that that they had you know found her oh, wow. her remains, and so they were pretty. So this couple, they were obviously that you know um, near the main road um, highway. So we were 22 miles in and, uh, um, you know, we had our elk camp set up there. So we had like two, two canvas wall tents and, and, and wood stoves in them. And so one morning about three o'clock, I hear this witch cackle, like 
you know, you know like Halloween, <laughs> you know, that, except it's coming from, you know, the heavily forested woods um, near our camp. And it, clear as day, I could hear it, you know, and so in the morning when we were getting breakfast, um, we had one of the other guys, name's Clint, and he's uh, he's a federal prison guard right uh for a prison uh in california and i i said hey did you hear that weird witch laughing he, and he was like oh my he's like oh my god i thought i was the only one he thought he was go he was hearing things and i thought i was hearing things and <laughs> but we both heard it and we we're in two separate tents right mm -hmm. and uh so obviously what I, I i you know when we got home i kind of you know did like everyone else you kind of google those uh have you ever heard like witch cackles and in, in the woods? And I guess there's so many different reasons for that. But the re reason I ask is because I, I just want to make sure I wasn't. Uh, um, uh, what wh were they? That no, but like they attach themselves. You know, like you get cursed or something like that. But see, you guys, you guys are uh, with intention going out there and investigating which paranormal mm -hmm. hotspots. And now, you know, I mean, you guys obviously have no fear about that or getting jabbed in the back by spear finger. <laughs> hey, I, I go protected. I, I, I know I, I energetically, spiritually and okay. physically protect myself. OK, and so does no, Kristen. No, yeah, uh, we're all I mean, about that mind, body, spirit and, yeah. and protection. Yeah, sorts. but I mean, yes. OK, I mean, I'm all about that Jesus protects. But I was like, man, I should be like a, a like a superstar in this whole paranormal Bigfoot thing, man. I, I've heard witches in the woods. I've seen Bigfoot twice. Um, you know what? Uh, man, the only thing I'm missing out is, is only thing I'm missing out on is Loch Ness monster. Oh, <laughs> that would be neat. No, no, that no. Would be cool. No, I mean, but it, I, I do find it fascinating that you guys are out doing this, and you're coming up with like this evidence and like these portals, and which uh, I. I don't know. Whenever I, whenever I, yeah, whenever I see this, yeah, whenever I see this stuff like online or on Facebook groups, I, yeah, I, yeah, I question it because you know that's not an everyday. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of those things. Uh, that's not real. It shouldn't be there, right? Yeah. But yeah, right, you, well, you guys well, have seen this. I got to tell you, Kristen might have made uh, a recording of the most phenomenal evidence of our modern day. Like, seriously, she actually recorded an actual what we consider to be a portal. We sent two teammates into this portal. They did. I actually had left that afternoon, so I wasn't there. Uh, but uh, but we sent two people into it and then they disappeared off of the FLIR. Right. And then they, they came back out of it. And she has that recorded. That has not been released to the public yet. But this might be some of the most groundbreaking evidence uh, of wow. our time. Seriously. Is it a video or is it just a, is it a lot of pictures? It, it's a full video. A full video. And, um, wow. then we also videoed us trying to debunk what this portal was. Because, you know, when you're first out there, you're like, okay, well, maybe they stepped into the tree line. Because that's the most obvious and rational thought is they stepped into the tree line and disappeared. But they went back out. We recreated everything. And no, that is not what happened. And we have been out in those woods so many times. And you can actually see several, a couple hundred yards, few hundred yards past where this portal opened up. 
on Fleer, somebody walking. So they did not just step off into the tree line or, you know, down into a ditch area to where they would disappear. Now, did Didn't the guys did, describe, though, their experience inside yeah. the pool? Yeah, um, they actually said it was like a black curtain was pulled over them. And when they walked into this area, they there was no like brush like thorns and briars and vines on the ground they were actually able to easily walk as they were guided where the box cube portal whatever you want to call it was and once they realized something's not right you know they i don't think they could see stars it was like a curtain the temperature changed if i'm not mistaken but when they turned yeah, it was a huge... I was going to ask about that, Kristen, if you don't mind my asking. Sure. Was it a cold area to them? Like when they got near it and everything, was it cold? Because they kind of, you know, feel a big difference. I've had this happen to me, so I, that's why I'm asking. And, I honestly um, do not remember if they said it was warmer yeah. or colder, but they, they know it got colder. It was yeah. colder. Okay. It got it, it just slightly different. It wasn't that big of a difference, but it, it got slightly colder. Yeah. The, it was just off. And that's yeah. that's one thing about Tim and Bob that, who went into that portal. They're both trained in remote viewing. And so we're we're trained to notice energy shifts. OK, and energy energy differences. And so they and they're both search and rescue guys and special forces, Army, Navy. And uh, and so they they know they're very well aware of their surroundings. Yeah. And so when they when they walked over, they didn't know they were going into anything. They just walked over to an area and then they disappeared. Yeah. Okay, So so that that begs the question, you know, this is out in a, an open field in a forest where people can go hiking or whatever. Is this where all those missing people are going? You know, yeah. um, it, it, you know, because Kristen can tell you after they went into this portal and they came back out. They they re-emerged re and their heat signatures reappeared. This cube shrunk down and it moved and it disappeared. Mm -hmm. Okay, oh, wow. so had they still been inside of that thing, inside of it, would they be gone too? Right. You know? Do they, know do they have any sense of time has passed or, you know, or? No time loss that I'm aware of. They okay. just realized something was not right. And so once they realized um, this environment has changed, they turn around and started walking back out. And actually, once they started walking back out, you know, when they went in, it was clear. But when they were walking back out, they said that they were kind of tripping in the vines and briar bushes that they hadn't tripped in while walking into this area. So the whole environment had changed. And the stories collaborated the both of them. Wow. Yeah, I definitely want I the team on the show so we can go into more detail about I know that's all that, that. yeah. I mean that, that that's super creepy actually. Yeah, you know yeah. there's a lot of other stuff that went on too, but we'll save that for when the team's on the show. But you know what? <laughs> I I think about Angie and Barbara. I, I think I was in a portal once too. I uh it was about twenty three years ago. I was like uh standing in front of my wife in this uh pasture and he said you know do you joe kaylee take <laughs> next thing you know i was kissing her <laughs> so, I, I was in a portal of like 30 because <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember anything he said next thing you know i was married yeah <laughs> no. let's look at some of Kristen's pictures yeah, i know actually i, I 
I really want to see this video, this mortal thing, man. Because okay. oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, only because of this. I was life. in a cemetery when I experienced a place like that. Wow. Oh, no, but I mean, that's not like in Andersonville, where the old going, prisoner of war was. You know, like people oh, going yeah. missing. That's that's pretty creepy. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, the the David Politis series, the missing four one one. I mean, yeah. there's clusters all over the United States and North America, all over the world. Clusters of missing people, and they do coincide with uh, deep underground military bases and things like that. You know, the maps of alleged and, yeah, underground and tunnels. Also, and then uh, their personal their personal effects are found miles miles away. Yes. Yeah, okay. up the mountain, miles mm -hmm. away. All right. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Angie, you 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 created this really cool slideshow so this was number one that we see right here okay Chris, you guys see that tell us about that sure this is in well close to the area where i had my first sighting this is the print um that ended up casting last january and it was one of multiple prints i mean you could follow the track line where it zigzagged up the hill and around and down but this was the best print um so i ended up casting this one it was on my parents property elbert county georgia can't say for sure what it is but it sure looks like a squatch to me it does to me too that's a big, that's a big track <laughs> yeah. yep. and it was like 17 and a half inches long i do believe Whoa. wow and that's the one you brought to molina it molina. is and that one right there is what I do believe is possibly a juvenile Sasquatch. And it was found just over the ridge by the creek at the same time where I found the large prints. Um, so I, I had to label these. So just excuse if I've got something labeled wrong, but I had to try to identify each photo with a comment. So you see baby print. I call it a baby. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's what it looked like. But you can see the little toe prints that it appears that it jumped actually kind of over the creek or stepped up out of the creek and it just happened to land on that sandy area. So well, I casted it as well. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you're sticking with the uh, women in the field theme and you got a uh, pink uh, tape measure. That's right. <laughs> Look, I'm the only guy on the show. I, I noticed that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it I'm is kind of cool, focus. though. Yes, everything I have is pink. <laughs> All right, Barb, when you get your toolkit, that's, you, you need pink. You know why? You'll never lose yes. it. No, no one okay. will see it. I, I, I'll, I'll my camping gear I'm gathering is pink. Okay. There you that's, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this this baby print is also found in the same area? The same area. Your parents' mm -hmm. place? Same, yes, sir. Right at my parents' place, just over the ridge where I casted the large print. Uh, have so, y'all done have, more investigations there? Oh, we have. We've been down there um, several times. My parents actually sold part of the property, uh, but it seems like they come through. It doesn't look like they live there. It seems they travel through certain times of the year. Huh. Okay, like a migration. Uh huh. Yes, ma'am. Makes sense. Yep. Now, this picture here was also in Elbert County, Georgia, um, probably about 20 miles from my parents' place. And you can see two impressions in the ground, although it's not that clear, but something quite large had stood there. Mm 
Um, and this was after a heavy rain. So the ground was starting to kind of dry up, but the prints were somewhat old because I think it's a raccoon track yeah, in one sure. of them that's a little bit more fresh. Yeah. But it, in these pictures, I'm not sure actually which ones you pulled up, but you can follow this track line in a swampy area for a very long ways. Have your parents seen or heard or anything like that? They, do they yeah. believe in this? They they do now. Okay. <laughs> my, thanks my to you. Mom, yeah, thanks to me. Well, my mom has had some experiences. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom has been screamed at, yelled at by this, what we believe is a Bigfoot. Um, she's had rocks thrown at her. Um, she smelled some weird things that can't figure out what it is. And we have actually found like bedding sites that we at first contributed to bears because we know we had bears on the property, but um, we thought it was just bear beddings. But then after looking more into the Bigfoot and seeing how they possibly nest, we think it was actually Bigfoot bedding areas where they would bed down at night. Okay. On the day. And that's another track right there. Um, that's along the same lines of the one that she just showed. This was one track. And the stride was probably about a foot and a half in between each footprint. So not that that much that much of a stride, but it is quite muddy in that area. Okay. And that's a smaller, smaller track there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that one was in North Carolina. Okay. Yep. And I believe it was about four inches long. And the another member of the group um, actually casted it and the track it didn't turn out so well but once we did cast it the toe impressions were more visible so kind of strange it was quite quite cold yeah yeah when the child would be out running around out there barefooted yeah it was starting i think it was about to be in spring well you can see some little green sprouts there but Oh, now there we go. Yes. Yep. <laughs> this is where we met up in Molina. Mm -hmm. The one all the way to the left is the replica that I brought of the Patterson-Gimlin footprint. Right. So the small one with the dollar bill? The small one, yeah. That's oh. Patty's yeah. replica. Okay. The one in the middle is the replica of the Elkins Creek casting Uh huh. right there in Molina, Georgia. That was, you know, and then the one on the right is Kristen's cast. Kristen's. See mm -hmm. how big it is? And then if you look on the little brown washcloth, yeah. you might have to zoom That's in if somebody wants to, like, zoom in on it. But it's the casting of the baby. You can you can clearly yeah. see those tiny little toes. Mm -hmm. Dang, Kristen, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And you just carry that in the trunk of your car and just walked up. <laughs> bang, how you like? How you like that? You <laughs> like festivals and impresses people. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, literally. I'm, I'm I like, was Patty. There there. I mean, if, yeah. girl, you bringing that thing inside? We just like, around <laughs> and show it to some folks. I mean, you just showed up and like, yeah. huh? Oh, that's that's Patty, huh? Hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm. Bam! Yeah, look how little Patty is compared to that one. <laughs> I mean, they got to look a. They got a cupcake, and you brought like a three-tier wedding cake over there. <laughs> That's a monster. Yeah, it just it makes me wonder how large these 
creatures yes. actually get. I mean, I know what I saw was absolutely massive. So now this is over by Elbert County. Yes, it's in Elbert right? County. Mm -hmm. It is close to Broad River. Uh, it's a lot of water. Lot of, yeah. Well, you know, they only they say that Patty only was about a little over six feet high, six feet okay. tall. So mm -hmm. that, but her print is smaller than the one that Kristen has. So yeah. I mean, I'd say hers is probably at least seven feet or more. But yeah. they say mm -hmm. they say Patty was only a little over six feet tall. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, um, uh, who's uh, Doctor Meldrum, the the um, footprint expert guy, right? Mm -hmm. the, right? Has he seen this uh, or? Has he had a chance to look at this? Kristen's? Yeah. No, yeah. no. Really? Yeah, no. I've got that one little print and then that one larger print. I'm, I haven't even thought about submitting it anywhere because I'm scared it will get lost or broken. Oh. Or, yeah, that's what happened, happened to the Elkins Creek cast. It got broken mm -hmm. and shipping. Oh, really? Coming back from Meldrum. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. That's right. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah, well, but maybe, Ian, welcome to look at it. Yeah, we'll take a little drive. <laughs> well, Angie, you need, you need to invite him to Molina next year. I mean, yeah. tell him, look. I mean, yeah, I don't think Dr. Meldrum's going to come to Molina. But well, you tell, him, you tell him, look at this, look at this footprint, yeah. you know. <laughs> No, I mean that's incredible because is it not? I know. Again, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we're you know, we're Georgia, you know. I mean <laughs> this foot is probably something that's like a over a thousand pound per yeah. being being, yeah. right? And don't forget you see the dollar bill under Patty's replica. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's still big. But... You know, I mean, and so it's uh, okay, you you have this perfect looking casting here you know it's like how do they get so big and they stay so hidden mm -hmm. you know well once you get to speaking like with the neighbors and friends in the area you realize they're actually not that hidden um, a man down the road not even a mile from where we live said that he saw a 10 foot tall bigfoot um out by his chicken coop oh, and the neighbor across the road said it killed all of his ducks and this monkey was seen at a Halloween party in the woods, but there was no one dressed up as a monkey. So <laughs> you, it's like <laughs> uh, a lot more sightings than I think a lot of people realize around here. They yeah. just don't think of them. Well, I mean, I don't know. This track is pretty impressive. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you guys talking about these portal things and, uh, um, I don't know. There is, you know, for me, at least tonight, my mind's been, you know, kind of broadened a little bit because, you know, I don't expect, you know, obviously, you know, in, in my nine to five type job, you know, we spend a lot of time in the field, you know, hunting shows and whatnot. And so um, I've talked to other hunting hosts that, that have, you know, swore up and down to me that, and they have filmed things that, that, you know, like skinwalkers and, you know, this is out, out West, you know, whatnot, but, you know, I expect things like that out there, but not, you know, what we're here in Georgia, you know, so it's incredible. Next. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at this foot, but I was like, man, it's going to be big. 
You know, we have a, we have other stories from down in South Georgia where Barb lives in the Okefenokee. Oh, yeah. She's going to love that, Barb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if Chris would like to uh, talk about her handprint here, too, we can talk about the Okefenokee giant later. if you guys. Oh, want. there's a giant. A big oh, absolutely. Giant. A 13-foot Okefenokee giant. Yeah. Right. And and I'm going to tell you, they some people thought it was a, a Sasquatch, but I don't think it was. I think it was an actual giant. What? Yeah, oh, we'll oh. talk about it. You okay. Whenever uh, you're ready. Was, okay, was this... <laughs> Was this in Georgia, Okefenokee? Uh, Georgia, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, eighteen. It was Whoa. in eighteen twenty-nine, a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, oh, I know yeah, all about right. that. It's, it's a very actually, famous account. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Actually, uh, actually, Jessica and Kristen, um, Angie and I have been talking to the guy that his mother was alive and did a uh, interview on his podcast and told the real story about that incident really yes Angie. Oh, wow mm -hmm. so uh she actually, passed he, away though yeah she just mm -hmm. passed away last year oh, that's happened. amazing though wow someone that had firsthand knowledge of it oh yeah he does yeah very cool and what's the, she what's the hand she had ha also had a sighting in um, uh, 1967, and he had a sighting as a young child, and he is actually in the process of doing some film work to replicate that. Wow. He had a sighting of the giant, or? No, uh, of a Bigfoot. I'm, oh, sorry. Good. I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. But, you know, his mother was um, had a lot of information and the um interview she did she tells a lot she's uh yeah that's a big that's a big handprint yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah. where this is this is down in the swamp area this is actually in the woods of north carolina north carolina yes another spot where we research at um this was one of multiple handprints but it is, it's quite large. Another team member actually was there when the handprint was um, placed there by this Bigfoot. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. can't say for sure, but yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was actually peeking at what kind of hold on to this was an outhouse um, at a primitive camping site. Okay. And so it would like kind of hold on to the outhouse and kind of peek around. Oh, As it was watching, somebody. it was actually David um, watching David at the campsite. And he saw that on, I believe it was night vision. And I was there that following weekend. And he's like, yeah, come here. I, I want to show you something. <laughs> and he said, this is actually the handprint of this creature that was watching us. Wow. You can yeah. see the, the joints in the fingers. Uh-huh. You can. Yeah. And one picture I have, you can actually even see almost like it's fingerprint. And I was like, oh, if I would have had some fingerprint type material, you know, I could have had the first fingerprint of the Bigfoot, but mm -hmm. yeah. so, it was like huge. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine like the next group of campers that came up there and camp and had to go to the outhouse and they saw <laughs> that. They're like, oh, that's a big uh -huh. So, exactly. I mean, uh, so when you collect evidence like this, I mean, other than photographs, I mean, what else can you get? Like, like the dustings well, or. 
Yes, and also measurements. That's very helpful. Um, and I was not prepared because this was actually at another location we were researching at. And then oh, he drove me to this spot and said, I've got to show you this. So I didn't come with any of my gear or anything except my phone. Uh, um, just disappointing. No, no pink tape measure. Right. Nothing. <laughs> That's what happens no, in the big no, world. That's no, right. Pink, no pink tape measure, no pink casting material, nothing. <laughs> so, nothing. so David was around the corner. Mm -hmm. And he suspected there was something over there. So he, he saw it through his night vision. I believe it was night vision he no, had. Or, yeah. or thermal, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he, he frequents this area. So he said they're kind of almost familiar with him okay. and kind of comfortable with him. Okay. So he would, you know, hear them coming and catch movements out of the corner of his eye. And he's actually got quite a few pictures and videos, videos of it as well. So this, he was watching through his, like I said, believe night vision, and he would see it peep out from behind this little outhouse, and there is the, it was actually rainy and very nasty out, so the next day, he saw the handprints, and then the following weekend is when I come up, and, you know, he's like, here, let's take a ride, I want to show you something, oh, I, I was not expecting that, but, yeah, I saw some, ah, Yep. And there's a broken tree on my parents' property. And it had actually been looked like broken and twisted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's what it looked mm -hmm. like to me. That's why I stole the picture. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's quite a decent sized tree. I'm going to say probably two and a half, three inches in diameter. Something that me or another human couldn't just reach up and twist. And no other trees were damaged, just that one tree. And that was actually right where I had the siding when I was 16. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, a spot of significance. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, Angie, you're right. Loop tree. You're talking about? Yeah, I, I figured that had to be what she took the picture of. Uh huh. It is. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, you see the tree looped. I mean, it looks like a lariat, a lasso. Yes, and this tree here was a little odd. This is in the meadow, and right here in this area is close by where the possible portal was found, and also where another team member become confused and lost his uh, lost his idea of even where he was at. We got a little confused out in the field, and this was Trey, and if you know Trey, this does not normally happen. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a strange area, and we were out investigating, and the same little tree has now formed that oval. It doesn't look as if any human could have gotten a hold to it and did that because it's actually, you can't quite see it, but there's a large creek, and then behind it's another little water source, and the tree's quite tall, too. So you couldn't have just stood there and twisted the little ends together. Oh. Um, it's, it's strange. And I know there's some significance with the ovals. And so it was something that we took a picture of. It was there that weekend. And then the next time we went out researching, it was gone. I mean, the whole tree or just the, the loop? The whole loop was gone. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh oh. 
Some of these didn't show up there, Angie. <laughs> okay. Preacher. Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this that's a creepy one. Yeah. This is <laughs> this was taken. Um I have to give him credit, Dave Moser. This is actually a steal from a video. We had a lot of activity going on that night in Northeast Georgia on some friends' property. And we knew something was in the area, didn't see anything, but with the night vision, he was actually panning around, come back. And this little creature was holding on to this tree. And actually, as the camera hits it, it's pitch black outside, so we don't have lights, we don't have headlamps. So this is what you're seeing is night vision. When the camera hits it, it kind of slides and turns around to get behind the tree. And then as he pans away from it, it comes back around. Ah. Yes. But that is like a dog with his ears flat, you know, like a dog with his ears pinned back. Uh, oh, yeah. we're not we're not allowed to talk about dog man. Do you think I it's like know. a juvenile, maybe? Uh, I mean, possibly so. We went back out the following day. Um, I'm sorry, not following day. The following weekend, once we caught this on camera and realized something was a little strange, we found the tree and yeah. we could see where all the bark had been rubbed off in about a three foot section. Oh. So this thing was probably on two and a half, three foot tall, somewhere in there. But I mean, it definitely had movement. We didn't find any hair. We didn't find any footprints. But you could see where it was holding on and read probably like. Their mouth. Every time I see a, a a picture of one like this, their mouth is doing that open or showing. Yeah, it's like monkey lips with their like they're singing. Uh. Uh-huh. I mean the one that Johnny took, the mouth looked the same way. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was open. Yep. It was open, really big, like it's and you can see its monkey lips like sticking out. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know this on its head. I don't know if that's a tuft of hair. Oh. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't we don't know what it is, but it was moving. It was aware of the camera hitting it. I do believe that it could see the light from the night vision mm -hmm. because as soon as the camera hit it with the brighter, I guess, beam of night vision light, it swung around to hide and then swung back around. Uh. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yep. And then I just wanted to know what this is. It is an app. Um, I work in the hospital, so we get a lot of ghost activity. What? <laughs> um, yes, there's quite a bit of ghost activity, especially at the hospital I'm at now. I work oh. in the emergency room. Oh, so my, I turn my ghost radar on, and we do this kind of for giggles and just like, ha ha. Um, I work night shifts, so 3, 4 a.m., perfect time. And <laughs> so my grandfather had passed away in the trauma one bay that I was sitting right in front of. At the hospital you worked at? The hospital you worked I worked at, yes. Ooh, okay. 
And so this ghost radar started popping up my name, Kristen, and they spelled it wrong. Um, started popping up my name at the top. And you can see in the bottom right, there's P's. And my last name is Peyton. So, oh, and it oh. was out Peyton in the bottom. And I just had a feeling that my grandpa was there with me. Oh, yeah. It may not be anything, but I was like, this is very strange. And if, if where I was sitting, that little green dot in the center, that would have been where the trauma one bed is. So I just did a screenshot really quick. and Probably not yeah. a coincidence. Yeah, probably not. But I don't know. Wow. That's so, a story, though. That's yeah. Awesome. That's neat. You girls got any um, thing coming up that you can fill us in on? Y'all got any projects? Are you, are you talking about uh, conferences and things like that? Yeah. Just, well, just research yes. projects or conferences or anything. What well, do y'all have in the future? We have ongoing research. Kristen and I both uh, are going to be researching the meadow here coming up pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, that's ongoing. Uh, um, if, you, if you need a volunteer, um, you'd, have, you'd have to sign an NDA. Okay, we can't. I've, we don't I've, just I've, take anybody out there. Believe me, I've, I've, I've signed plenty, but we'll send Barb. <laughs> Why me? Because they need hey, squatch bait. I'm down here with the giants. Give me Barb, a break. Barb, you heard them. They need squatch bait. I've been out with a few of their teammates. They need they, they need portal fodder. You guys are out. There. <laughs> I got I, one. I got one uh, leg. They we'll tie I, a rope around y'all. We'll we'll yeah. we'll hold on to it while y'all walk in it. Okay, I mean, I, we'll pull you out. I got one leg. I can't. I don't have to portal. be the fastest, but I don't have to be the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm right. out. I only got one leg. I would be the slowest. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys hey, Joe, can you put us back in the show? Oh, yes, I'll do that. And Jessica, in the meantime, I've got to tell you where I'm at. I've been on the island, on Floyd's Island, and that is where the history of the giants which were Indians yes. and they did yes. find bones and such there on mm -hmm. Floyd's Island is where it's at. Wow. And I have been over there. I oh, spent yes. seven years with national wildlife refuge volunteering. My husband and I did, we just yeah. quit last year. Okay. So I've spent an awful lot of time in the Okefenokee and I grew up in the Okefenokee. So wow. all of this down here is, uh, I've had a lot of uh, experience with ghosts, UFOs, levitation, uh, apparitions, so and portals in Andersonville wow. and uh, in St. Augustine at the fort. I belonged to a group back a long time ago, probably uh, 15 years ago, that this the group now. But anyway, so uh, I've been around the, the block a little bit. Are you talking about the? Uh, we uh, all have. Are you talking about the <laughs> uh, conquistadors, Barb? <laughs> well, I don't know that it was a conquistadors. <laughs> you, you belong to a group, the conquistadors. Conquistadors, <laughs> but anyway, there was uh, that I, I things that me, and I draw things. I, I, I'm. It, they don't attach to me, but they, yeah. they come. So I, I, you know, you know. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about that. But I am 71 years old, too. So, um, and, and Bigfoot's always been a big thing to me and my husband. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. neither one of us has had what we call a full-blown or even saw one. 
but we're really excited, especially when I met Angie. I've I've done a lot of um, you know uh, reports and things, getting back to her different places mm -hmm. down here and everything. And uh, I'm so excited for this next weekend and uh, uh, listening to you guys a lot the, too. Um, in the well, we not next weekend, but the next weekend we'll be at the Okie Vanoki. Well, okay, that, so so the Okie Finoki, you know, I mentioned that I do remote viewing and uh, I have a show on Thursday nights where I remote view paranormal stuff and I remote viewed the, the Okie Finoki uh, attack of 1829 and when I, I remote viewed it, I was seeing a giant, a giant human. It wasn't a Sasquatch yeah. like people had yeah. reported. It was actually a human. Right. And that lived way deep, yeah. deep, deep into the Okefenokee Swamp. And they had like a whole race of them uh, in there. So yeah. I love, well, Barb, that you, you can confirm that there are giants down there because that was in my data. Well, let me. Wow. So okay. Now, let me tell you about that island real quick and then I'll shut up again. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have got on here. <laughs> Don't shut up. No, I love no. it. Oh, please. I'm Keep it flowing. It. Yes, I like okay. this, Barb. Yes. The island where they were actually supposedly been was mm -hmm. Floyd's Island. And when they, back in that time, see, they were trying to drain the Okefenokee. So this Hubbard huh. company went in and mm -hmm. they started trying to cut all the timber out, blah, 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 such as that. And on that island, and they built railways and everything else. Well, when they dug through to the railway, put a railway in there for a steam engine, they came upon the bones which were what they say mm -hmm. are Indians, giant Indians. Yeah. In fact, seven mm -hmm. and eight foot Indians in that time. Yes, okay. So you're with me. So anyway, yes. and um, I saw I it. Had, uh, several people report over to me about, uh, awesome, and uh, report to me about seeing uh, ghosts, uh, lights, and such as that. Now that area, the there's still a cabin there, an old hunting cabin. And there's no furniture or anything like that. But any time that I've been over there, um, the, the bear just eat the post and scratch the post. What they're saying, I've not seen the bear, but that is supposedly bears that are just, you know, they attack the, the post there because of the um, printer bee lar larva. But anyway, people camp there all the time. And it's deep in the swamp area. Yeah. So, uh, and you can only get there by going to Stephen Foster State Park, which is part of the Okefenokee, even though it's the state park, it is leased from the Okefenokee. And you take and paddle in either kayak, because you can't take a boat all the way in. I mean, a, a motorboat, it has to be a kayak. But anyway, I've been over to that island several times. And um, anyway, but the talk of the Indians and I mean, the giants, you know, but oh archaeologists gosh. have been. I'm so in glad you're telling me this. And everything. Oh, I feel you so accomplished. I feel so accomplished right now. Because, I, you know, a lot of the times when I do these targets, I don't know what I'm looking at until, you know, it's like blind targets usually where I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah. And I'm seeing giants. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not. And when I went back and looked at what the story was, people claimed they were Sasquatch people or like wild men, perhaps. Yeah. But I was seeing actual yeah. giant humans. And so it wasn't, it, it wasn't. I've never Native heard American of the race. giants. They, yeah. Right. I, I've never heard of the giants being Sasquatch or Bigfoot or Swamp Ape. I've always heard mm -hmm. them to be native 
you know, Indian. So uh, that lived in the areas back in that time. When I grew up right on the edge of the Okefenokee, um, we lived right on the banks down at Kingfisher, which, you know, and um, we had people come out all the time and talk about the swamp hags they saw and uh, mm-hmm. shut up, Angie. Ew. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, she called me swag. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but they did tell about the giants and everything. They saw big, you know, big people in there, not, wow. not Bigfoot or anything. <clears throat> but I grew up, I was, like I say, I'm 71 years old and I grew up in yeah. the swamps. And spent, you know, uh, we spent like seven years, you know, doing that volunteer work and such in there. So, wow. and I've been in there in boats and cut, you know, trails just like the men. I mean, you know, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's a that's dangerous. Place. But yeah. we do, yeah, we do get uh, reports. Angie can tell you, we do get reports of people seeing Bigfoot in there. And, um, you know, and around the area. And uh, as a matter of fact, Angie had me. Well, we went out and um, uh, Tom and I, uh, a little guy had seen, well, what he called a, you know, what did he call it, Angie? I'm talking about Millie's. A monster. monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And red eyes. And I went out. Yeah. So Tom and I went out there and um, anyway, I took pictures. We did some inking around and such. And uh, this, um, um, gosh, the guy that we've been talking to uh, about the mom that, you know, told the story about the 1829 and the Okefenokee, the killing, mm-hmm. you know, and all of this. Uh, there were that's five actually, men that Yeah. It killed yeah, five yeah. men. Yeah. I, Dangerous. So that area is the swamp area is behind there, and it runs all through in the area where the little boy saw, you know. So, wow. anyway, and um, so that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that. I am so happy to hear this from someone who lives there. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. ever need to know anything about the Okefenokee Swamp. Barb is your woman. <laughs> okay, Barb, I'm coming to you. Yeah, I'm going to bring you on my show sometime. Okay? You helped debunk a guy's report. Oh, Lord, I don't know of, about that. Uh, <laughs> I had a guy report. He knew where they were living on an island, the the Bigfoot. He could take me. And she's like, no, nah, yeah. you can't get a motorboat through there. The <laughs> lily pads is too thick. He's lying. <laughs> and it's all closed <laughs> off anyway. And yeah, <laughs> well, so it's true. I mean, you know, <laughs> the lily pads... You can't get through there Debunked. with a motorboat. You can't yep. even get through there with a with a kayak even now. And oh, it's all wow. closed off in there because it all grew up. You can't do it. There's only two entrances to that swamp. Wow. One of them's in Race Race Pond, Georgia, in the Okefenokee, where I actually grew up on the banks. And the other spot is in um, Stephen Foster State Park, which is leased from the Okefenokee and then the Folkestone entrance but you can't get to all the areas through the Folkestone entrance you have to go through Stephen Foster State Park to get to Floyd's Island and there's alligators I bet too alligators and snakes oh a lot of them yeah yeah and you're scared 
I kayak out there with them. I'm scared of everything, but I do. I mean, I'm not a fan of alligators myself, so. They're so cute. I don't mind snakes, but those, y'all got boas and anacondas now. No, I don't want a snake falling in my kayak with me, and then I got to in there with the alligators. I mean, I don't want no anaconda up in my kayak. Thank you. Oh, heck no. No, no, not no snakes. No, no. No, I take a machete and a firearm. I don't know. Yeah. my boat. And a taser. And a God knows what. I don't know. I don't play that. We're not scared. That's one of my questions. That's one of my questions to you and Jessica, Kristen and Jessica. How do you handle the fear when you're out there? How do you handle the fear? We don't have fear. No, it, it's, it's too exciting. It's too interesting. And I think the fear comes later. When you realize what <laughs> you're next to or near, then that's when you're like, oh, dear. No, it's <laughs> at that moment. Yeah. It's, it's so like, oh, my gosh, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? You know, you're trying to rationalize everything. And then later when you put it all together, I think that's when the fear sets in. Yeah, when you think about how dumb you were, you're like, I was like, why was, why did I put myself in that position? I don't play dumb. Let me tell you, the, I, I did a lot of ghost hunting, okay, with other people. And I had an apparition coming towards our vehicle, and I screamed like a girl and told him to get me the hell out of here. And I have never been back to that cemetery. I won't never go back to that cemetery because of what I saw. So, you know. But anyway, I don't know what I would do if I saw a Bigfoot. I guess walk over to the top of Angie and Scott and whoever. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm anyway. kind of with like when I would see ghosts as a kid, they would terrify me. I mean, I would wake my parents up screaming because there'd be somebody in my room or someone walking towards me. And But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, you know, it, it's okay. They're not going to hurt me or they haven't hurt me yet. Um, but because yeah, well, they mess with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we become inoculated to it after a while. Once you mm -hmm. once you start having experiences, you, you have so many, especially Kristen, you know, and I both have had experiences since we were young. And mm -hmm. so. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm a ripe old age of something. And I, I've been around. And so I'm not scared of this stuff. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm just a little bit younger than you. That's all, Barb. Just a little bit. Oh, uh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I've, I've got a lot of experience. Okay. And, uh, and so I'm not, when we go out there, fear is all in your mind in a lot of ways. And so, That's um, true. I, I work really hard to not live in the, the energy of fear. I live in love and excitement and just, right. you know, looking, looking forward to stuff. Like, um, you know, I, I, I have a different view of reality, I guess. I know that sounds weird to a lot of people, but, and Kristen does too. We, we've seen stuff that is not supposed to exist yeah. uh, well, in this world. And me too. And that's what scares me though. I, I don't yeah. want to get pulled into that. I mean, I don't you know, I don't want to get too wrapped up in stuff that, you know, I know is out there and, and I don't have the, uh, I don't know if I have the ability to fight off, you know, what, you know, you, you get where I'm coming yes. from. I don't Energetically. know if I have the ability to yes. 
I understand, yeah. you know, and that's why we're, we're actually kind of trained. And I, I've spent a lot of time exploring spirituality and the mind, body, spirit connection to a lot of this, because it's all about right. energy, frequency and vibration. And, uh, right. and it's all about having your, right. your mind in, a, in the right place to be out there. Because if you're if you're living in a fear state, I don't think that Bigfooting is the right field for people to be in, to be honest. And I know that that may sound a little harsh, but if people are scared, I don't think people who are living in fear actually go out and Bigfoot because they wouldn't make it very long. Okay. Because it's scary. It's so scary out there. Oh my God. Yeah. Finger out of there. (laughs) I tell you that when I, when I become scared is when I'm in my tent by myself yes that's the only thing i'm like you know bigfoot can walk up on me in the woods i can encounter some ghosts but once i'm in my tent and i'm trying to sleep do not mess with me i don't like being inside a tent because you can't see your surroundings and that's probably what what i don't like about it's because you can't see uh, sitting duck right and you don't Uh have an out you don't have an exit yes well you know our friend terry Yeah, our friend Terry Wendell with Rock Hill Bigfoot in South Carolina, he actually uh, was poked. Uh, he had a finger come through his tent, and yeah. he was poked while he was sleeping one night by a Bigfoot. You're just a lunchable. like You're, you're a Bigfoot burrito. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I, that's why I don't sleep in a hammock out there. I, uh-huh. I will set my tent up near somebody who's in a hammock, so they go for the hammock and not me. Okay? <laughs> it's all about the bait and switch. Well, so that's why you always get that spot in the meadow. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Ah, you learned my secret. Yeah, oh, yeah anytime Keith, if Keith's out there, he always uses a hammock. So I go put my tent near Keith because I know they're going to get him first. Or Trey sometimes. Trey, Trey will be a big foot burrito. All right. Now, I, now we I know. Look. Yeah, y'all know. That's the secret. That's the secret to staying alive. <laughs> Putting, oh. putting, putting bait in front of you and the. Yeah. I'll be bait in the field, but I will put my tent next to a hammock any day. Oh, <laughs> it is so fun, though. Like I, I'm scared when I'm out there, but it's so fun. It is. It and is. I sit there sometimes thinking to myself, "What am I doing? Yeah. Have I lost my mind? I'm out here in the middle of the woods <laughs> looking for some daggum Bigfoot." <laughs> Angie, you you. I mean, my friends are getting their nails done. I'm out here in the woods with these strange men, who obviously are as weird as I am. And I mean, I always feel like though, once you're not afraid of something enough, then you're dangerous. I mean, seriously, yeah. I I just feel like I'm a lethal weapon coming from there. Pardon? I said I'm a lethal weapon. So was Uh, Kristen. So was, so, was, so was Angie. She fights women at at, at um uh at the boat, boat ramp. ramp at the boat ramp. Yeah. Oh, oh man! Oh my God! You. Oh, yeah. I mean, she went full redneck on that. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. 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 Oh God! So. Oh no! When right. it comes to fighting and and, and <laughs> arguing, I'll I'll go one to one with you. But. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'll try to give you a hug and make everything better. <laughs> All right. So oh, God, we, we, have, we have we have we have touched on portals, paranormal, Bigfoot, obviously uh, a lot of Bigfoot, um, fighting, uh, long fingered witches, yeah, um, giant sacri- sacrificing others, yeah, sacrificing others, sacrificing I mean, Bigfoot uh, burritos. Yeah, uh, remote. We've viewing. covered all the bases. 
Yeah, yeah, We've but um, why women in the field have so much fun. We so, have a lot of yeah, stuff to talk right. about. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, is this a taboo subject only because? So, I, I'm one of those types that, um, uh, yeah, I, I still get like uh, some some aches at the end of the day in my residual limb. So I, so I end up staying up at night, you know. And I, I'm like everyone else. I flip through Tubi, Amazon, whatever, and I start seeing more and more, and YouTube. And you start seeing more and more of these videos about a dog man. Mm-hmm. And is that a taboo subject amongst the Bigfoot crowd? Because there can only no. be one? Or mm-hmm. is that people believe that they coexist? Or I mean, It's the same. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's very, they're, they're very different. They're two different species completely. Um, and there's the, the North American dog man. Okay, there's a, actually... Um, so there's actually a North American... There's a North American dog man project and the International Dog Man Project. And those okay, guys so, are so very it, dedicated so the to NATO, researching. The NATOM and the ITOM. <laughs> the international yes, and the NATOM. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, okay, so... <laughs> yes. Uh, you're laughing at me, Barbara. You know, it's like the, N- you know, the UFC and the, <laughs> the NADP I mean, yeah. and the IDP. Yes. Yeah, you know. And they're, they're very dedicated. And listen, I, I do a whole lot of uh, interviews and I, I meet directly with people who uh, even on our team that Kristen and I are on and people have had experiences with dog men and dog women. Mm-hmm by the way. <laughs> okay. Really? And, uh, yes. Well, you have to have women. To I guess make so. Maybe, I right? They have, they have breasts. Oh, <laughs> oh that's even worse than a dog, man. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was expecting you to say the way <laughs> they, they have, they have teats. Well, one, one hikes their leg. The other one does it. I don't know. <laughs> they got teats. <laughs> Listen, I do know. I actually, <laughs> <don't> <laughs> <laughs> is that a dog woman? Nope. <laughs> Does it so, have teats? That's the question. It's a woman. It's female. All right. So now that's that's the one thing that I would not want to run across in yeah. the woods. You know, actually, I do know a man who's need... seen a female one and it only had two breasts. Okay. So if anybody's really? wondering, like that's what the uh, yeah. two like because a woman have, or is it like a dog would have like well, eight? Well, they have like a humanoid body that's hairy with like do- two back hind, like dog shaped, like uh-huh. kind of legs. Uh, but the, the one, I have a good friend of mine who's actually seen when he claimed it was a female cause it had two like female looking breasts on it. So yeah, but it's a thing. Listen, it's, mm-hmm. it's more uncommon to hear about a dog man sighting, um, than it is Bigfoot, but dog man's the rage right now. Everybody's into it. A lot of people have so, seen them. A yeah. lot of people say they look like a German shepherd, uh, in the head, but like a man's body that's very hairy. <laughs> Um, and I, I've seen, I've seen some pretty legitimate pictures. Um, I don't show any pictures on my shows. If I, if I don't see it with my own eyes and like, I, I don't take pictures with the red circles on them and things. We don't show that on my, on my channels. So um, Jessica, please send Angie a link to like your shows and stuff okay. like that. Or I know her I'm the cryptid huntress. Y'all huh? can find me everywhere. I'm all over the place. Oh, yeah. Look, look, look I got to be careful. Yes. I, got, I got kids. I don't want to, you know, them looking at my, uh, my history of what I'm looking up. Cryptid <laughs> huntress at 2 a.m. I mean, the cryptid hunters. Hey, it's, it's, it's PG, I promise. No, no. I, I, yeah. I, no. So, I mean, all right. Is dog men, dog women, are they in Georgia? Yes. Oh, there's one in my county. Oh, there's 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 a dog man in my county. Okay, so I have family who this? works with the sheriff. It's Paulding County. I live Paulding? in Paulding. Okay. Yes, over near uh, it's like west of Atlanta, northwest Georgia. Okay. Yeah, and so um, I have. 
right, well, she's kind of on a on a slight internet break. Kristen? Yes. El Elber County, Dogman, yes or no? No. Oh, no, thank you. Not yet. <laughs> We're safe. <Yeah>. We're safe. <laughs> We're safe. Okay. No, I've Jesse. actually did several reports. I froze. Around the no, I'm sorry. Look, look. look. My, I froze. froze. The, the government heard you talking too my, much. My said, internet. Oh, no, my internet right. does that sometimes. I'm so sorry. No, uh, that, that's the, gov the government. You're, you're floating you, in a balloon I'm, pretty I'm soon. I'm on the Jessica. watch list. Exactly. They said, <laughs> I know, oh, she right? is talking way too much. Okay. So, so, okay, I'm, Paulding County, we got one. Paulding County, Atlanta. we have... We have a dog man uh, that is, I have, I have, uh, I have friends in the sheriff's department and the 911 call center who have told me that over many, many years we've been having, they've been getting calls they, regularly about a werewolf. Okay. Uh, they call it like a werewolf uh, at the north part of our county uh, near, I'm not going to tell you the name of the road because my cousin lives there. Okay. And, uh, and there's a, Bray. there's a waterfall there. They have a lot of paranormal activity up in that Bray, area. Bray Road. I saw it. Not Bray. This, that's 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 in like Michigan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, this is this is Georgia. Angie, and this, uh, this is the yeah. county where. Uh, have you have you been talking about Paulin County, Angie? Mm -mm. Okay, I I know you. I know. Of. I know you were talking about a county like by, by Lagrange that was like. Uh, oh, that's all. Troop and Herd. Troop oh, Herd that's Corridor. It. Yeah, that was yeah. the oh, Troop okay. Herd Corridor. We we do research down there, and it's very well known for alien abductions. Dogman, mm -hmm. oh, uh, Bigfoot, all that stuff. It's it's very highly active, and there's also a very famous fortune teller that lived in Heard County. Her name was Haley Lancaster. Yes, ma'am. My granddaddy went to see her. Really? Oh, I would love to hear about that. About her cabin. Um, after she died, he actually bought that property. Oh, did okay. he? So well, hey, I, I just uploaded uh, one of my, my show. I did a show on my Haley Lancaster. And I just put it on podcast format yesterday. It's all over Spotify. I can tell you some stories about my Haley. Well, I, I mean, can't well, my granddaddy. Well, my granddaddy, that. it blew our minds. Yeah. We grew up on about the Haley and we saw them come to pass. My grandmother, my grandmother has done uh, documentaries about her. I went to her grave just a few months ago. I've been to her grave too. I went when I was in high school. I did a I did a documentary wow. back in the 1990s on her. Oh, that's so yeah. that was your high school years. Okay. My high school years. That's how old I am. I'm very old. Just we so, about that. in Heard County too. I'm very I'm very young. Actually. So, yes. You guys I'm visited. You guys visited this lady's grave. For, yes. Oh, it, I mean, I, I've been it, Bruce Lee and Jimmy Caney Hendrix. Creek, Caney Creek Church, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, this, I, no, listen, here's I, the thing about Mahaley Lancaster is that uh, she's very, it's a very supernatural story. And when, when I was in high mm -hmm. school, people would go to her grave and desecrate her grave and stuff and their cars oh. would break down. And it was, you know, it was horrible. And I, I got really upset because I knew she was more of a seer and a, a psychic, but people called her a witch. And so witch. it gave it in their minds, it made it okay to go desecrate her grave like and do good, horrible things. So a bad witch. She wasn't a witch at all. She was just a, she was an intuitive. She actually an oracle. did a lot for women. You know, she, she, did. Was, she was actually an attorney. She was the first woman attorney in Georgia. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She was actually very That's smart. Awesome. Yeah. She really oh, yes. did a lot for women. People she don't did. even realize. I, well, I've, I've talked about it. I did a whole show with Nick Valente from the North America, the Dogman Project, by the way. He and I did a show on Mahaley Lancaster. Yeah. She, okay. my wow. granddaddy and my grandmother met in a cemetery. 
and, and he went to her before he met my grandmother and she oh, wow. he told him he would meet her in the place that he would leave her and oh, we wow. never know what that meant and he she actually said her name will be betty ruth and he said i don't know a betty ruth and um she said yeah you're gonna marry a, a betty ruth and he said no i'm not i'm gonna marry the woman that's in the car waiting on me to leave she said no you're not she's gonna marry a sailor who's on a ship headed to this country right now and it really played out my grandmother was throwing rocks she was hiding behind tombstones throwing rocks at people when they would walk by and that's oh. how they did it and and so we used to sit around the table going well that must mean that nanny's gonna die before paul does because but she was so healthy and he never was really healthy i mean he was but i mean he had a lot of arthritis and stuff and he just seemed mm -hmm. like he wasn't near as healthy as she was so that didn't make sense to us and she did die um mm -hmm. with cancer you know years before he did she told him that he would never be sick and he would never be well and he really was he was just eating it with arthritis i mean it was just some other stuff just just amazing, amazing that we actually awesome. watched come to pass that is absolutely amazing that's amazing angie thank you for telling me that i she awesome. something something about her has followed me around my entire life mm -hmm. uh even when when i was in second grade my grandmother wrote a story about her and i told in a storytelling contest i won that storytelling contest uh and it was about Oh, she locks up at the worst at the, I mean, at the peak. Because she, she went, she visited the grave and, yeah. it, and it followed her. That's so Jessica, amazing. Jessica, yeah. that, I, man, I don't know. Yeah, you, I'm sorry. I, mean, I keep, I keep my internet stuff. keeps going out. Sorry. No, 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 no it's fine. <laughs> but I mean, sorry about that. I keep it right. up. So it's, my, it's because of, it's my Haley and Dogman and all those weird stuff. Giants. Yeah, you guys start bringing I'm, all this stuff up. I'm man. on. I'm on the freeze list. Yeah. Whatever that is. I don't know. They're freezing <laughs> me up. Y'all gonna make y'all gonna them, make me nervous. They are. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be up at 3 a.m. now watching North American Dogman. Project. Go to the Cryptid Huntress on YouTube and watch Crypt all my videos. Cryptid Huntress. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll probably binge yep. eat like, like binge watch. Yeah. Well, but binge watch and eat. Binge, popcorn, listen to right? me on a podcast. Look, go yeah. to the Cryptid Huntress yeah. on your I'm podcast not, platform. I'm, not, I'm gonna be sitting here just thinking about Angie whooping some woman's ass. Oh my at, god! At, 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 a, at a boat ramp too. Because now that's something to Sorry, I listen to Jessica on my Alexa show while I'm baking. <laughs> she gives right. me my company. All right. I mean, perfect. All right. So now we got this this troop county heard the troop heard corridor corridor. corridor. I'm from right. the south. The corridor. We ain't going. Yeah. All right. I'm not going there either. The corridor. So, we do some investigating in Hard County. Yeah, I know you do. We have. Yeah, uh, I know. I know you do. That's why I said I ain't going there. It's an area of high strangeness. There's also uh, some sort of Air Force base near there, right? Or Army base? What is it? Columbus. 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 Fort, Fort, Fort Benning. Fort Benning. Yeah. yeah there's a crowd station there. So. Okay. Oh, all right. There's a missing person that a guy that went missing that was headed camping on that WMA land oh. over there, and he's his name is Thomas Nigro. He was dropped off in Franklin about three, four years ago, headed camping, and has never been seen from again. 
Interesting. Yeah, he's an amazing person. I mean, you can look him up. Thomas Nigro. I mean, I'm where did he go? And he was trained in survival. He was like an, uh, a disabled army veteran, a young guy. Huh. You know, so many people in like the Missing 411 series have a lot of background in search and rescue, survival, and it, people that just yeah. should not go strange when they go. They just disappear. Well, they shouldn't. Um, yeah. I know we have had Bob in our group. Um, he has actually grumpy. <laughs> we have had him shrink down to a ball of light, ball of energy, and streak across the meadow what? and then reappear. Oh, I I, I he, saw that. I mean, I saw the video. And he's had missing time, like his GPS breadcrumbs. I mean, it will have him going across the creek and places that he has not been, you know, because he'll show up dry, you know, where he should be soaked. And he'll say, I don't remember getting here or I don't remember passing by these landmarks. I just showed up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe wait, he's wait. almost been a victim. I don't know. So wait, wait, so there's a video of this guy man turning into a ball of light and now now we don't have a video of that. Oh, okay. It was it was in real video. Time. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Wait, so this this happened to him in front of y'all or or in front of our teammates. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And And there were there were multiple people that corroborated what they saw. And you know, yeah. We're we're a close knit team. Nobody nobody makes stuff up, okay? Like we we see it. (laughs) Was this in the was this in the corridor? In the meadow. No, this was in In the the meadow, meadow, actually. Okay. Yeah. In the meadow, hopefully a different a different location. Hopefully in another state. Maybe, maybe uh, all right. undisclosed. I don't know. Keep it, keep it undisclosed. In the southeast, somewhere in the south. Look, man, I, I, I had a big day yesterday. I, I, I played nine holes of golf. I carried my own bag because I felt like, oh, how can I get exercise? I almost went through a portal. I mean, it was called a heart attack. <laughs> you know, but we haven't seen here. I'm like, now you're telling me you guys have a person that got beamed up into a ball and yes hey and if you would if you met these guys you would know that they are telling the truth all right these i mean guys, I, I, that's, that's what, they're I, not they're just they're legitimate they're not wished down to earth yeah. they have amazing resumes these guys are not going to lie or embellish okay these guys are the real deal and they are they're just not they're not making this up. All right. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, you know, if someone told me that their teammate shrunk into a ball of light and (laughs) flew across the meadow and then reappeared and kept walking about their merry little way, I'd be like, no, I need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things you had to kind of be there to believe it. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, who, who am I to uh, disagree? Right. You know, I mean, cause, uh, we all, I mean, heck, I saw what I saw, and I still tell myself it shouldn't have been there, but it was, mm-hmm. and it was flesh and blood, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, the, these these topics that you guys are talking about, like like the portals, mm-hmm. those are very new to me. Probably not new to so many of the listeners out there, but it's it's something I guess you know, like you don't, the average person just doesn't sit around thinking about every day, mm-hmm. or 
or maybe want to believe because it's something that we're not conditioned to yeah. believe yet. Just kind of like, yeah, it yeah. sounds so outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, disappeared. Well, that's not yeah. right, but it happens. Yeah. Now, if Fox News starts tomorrow, like start talking about portals, you know, like they have been with the UFOs for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe maybe people would be accepting of it. But I mean, <laughs> right now it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, how is that possible? But, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we better wind down. It's an hour and 47 minutes so far. <laughs> Hey man, this this is fascinating. I want you guys on again because now, now I need. I'm going to write down a lot of questions after I, I watch all you, you guys' stuff. Right, because I'm, I'm, us women got it done. Yeah, you know what <laughs> you did, and and uh, you know I, I thought we were going to ask a question like what kind of equipment and tools that we were. Hurt. First time, yeah. See, look. Barb had those questions. She did. Yeah. Barb, you want to ask them right quick? Yeah. Where's what should she put in her her field kit? Well, you gotta. It's for the listeners. Uh, yeah. There the, you the, go. Well, them too. Other than a pink going out, measuring tape. going out the first time as the first time actual into the field. What is the best tools? Number one tools that you need to take with you. Sobriety. Well, I, I think Kristen can, Kristen, Kristen can really talk on all the um, technical stuff, like as far as our meters right. and our, yeah. um, Kate, all that stuff. Now, as far as the primitive stuff that you need, if you're going to go camping, you just need a tent, some hiking boots, uh, oh, yeah. lanterns, I, a lot, of, a lot of that, batteries. But... You need a lot of batteries. Right. Looks great. Uh, yeah, a lot of batteries and uh, headlamps and things like that. You know, just the typical camping stuff. But but Kristen That's is one of our, our tech gurus out there. Mm -hmm. So Kristen can can tell you. See, I carry my ghost hunting equipment. So that's like EVP players, K2 meters, right. um, the the rim pods, stuff like that. That's what I carry out there. The, the ghost radar app. The ghost the ghost stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't take a radar, but but Chris but Kristen can tell you about the flares and the night vision and that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kristen, what's something somebody just getting started should take with them? Well, so first of all, first of all, keep an open mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, open and clear right mind. <laughs> um, yeah. As far yeah. as tech stuff, uh, it starts getting in a little bit pricey, but I like a FLIR, right? which is a thermal imager. It picks up heat signatures. So, you know, whether you have a mouse, a mountain lion, or maybe a Sasquatch approaching, you can see it before it gets to you. Also, I've learned right. it's not quite the animals you have to be afraid of, but other humans. So uh, if you see somebody lurking around, you, you just got to keep your eyes open. And a FLIR will definitely yeah. help you find them before they find you. Mm -hmm. Night vision is really good because you can look out your surroundings and get a lot of eye shine. So Sasquatch, they have eye shine. You can see them looking back at you, along with other little critters in the woods. Um, I'm with Jessica, the cake you made take. Yeah, and, and also take something to protect. Yeah, I was gonna say, take something to protect yourself, okay? I, right. I carry a firearm with me personally, and I know some people are I against that, I'm... but I don't know. I don't understand why people are against that so much. We get just as much activity with carrying them with, with as you do without them. So that's yeah. my experience. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not scared. I, I don't plan on shooting anything unless I'm attacked. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. So, right. 
you know, but I think, I think you would not be very smart if you don't protect yourself in the, in the field. Right. And, uh, and, and you could carry a taser gun, you could carry a knife, carry bear whatever. Spray. Yeah. Bear, bear spray. spray. Yes. Bear spray. I've got a whatever taser. You got. I got a firearm. I pack. Me too. Me too, Barb. Me and you, we're, we're buddies. I do too. Sounds like we need to be asking her questions. Kristen, I know, right? Kristen and I, we ain't scared. We, no. we protect ourselves. Yeah. And so does our whole team. Every everybody. We all we all take precautions. You know, most of our, our teammates are former and current military, Department of Defense, you know, that kind of stuff. We're all very, very highly trained in everything that we do. So, well, I'm going to say one thing when you go out in the field to record, start recording, just record, record, record. If you don't get anything, delete it. You know, if you don't have so much storage on your phone, delete it and start over because it's just awful when you hear something and wish you had been recording. Yes. Tape recorders are great to carry in your pack, just a little small cassette recorder, old school cassette recorders. Perfect. But what we're finding is that a lot of activity, um, when we start having some, our cameras and stuff will shut down. Mm-hmm. So we don't right. get to record everything we see in here. When I was ghost hunting, that there was one of the things, too, that went, you know, went down was our anything that was battery operated. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of problems with. So I'm kind of, you know, used to that. But OK. Anything else? Oh, cool. Uh, no, really. I mean, we've kind of talked about everything about, you know, handling physical evidence and, you know, what you're looking for. Um, those are my biggest, you know, I've been around Angie and the other community people with Bigfoot and, you know, I, I've picked up a lot of things. I don't know how much I've retained or how much I'll remember once I get there, but Hey, I'm going out there, and like I say, I'm not going to be bait, though. <laughs> remember, I carry a big taser, and I carry a firearm, Angie. Fear <laughs> finger. <laughs> what we encountered last time was kind of ag- aggressive, so I don't think yeah. nobody really has to be bait. We need to be protecting yeah. each other, actually. That's right. There. So, yeah. And I'm the shortest. So, oh, God. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. And I wish y'all luck next weekend. Yeah, good luck to you guys out on your next uh, meadow project. Thank you. Yeah, might be out at the same time. I'm not sure. It's undisclosed. We don't know. Angie, you you, you got invited? To the the Dometo too? No. Oh, I was say what? How that happened? <laughs> no. We'll take you some time. We no, just got to. I did, oh, I did up with them in Heard County, and I told them I said, yeah. I don't want to know where the meadow is. I just want to know where it's not. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to make sure I don't go there. Yeah. 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 It's the area of high street. The more, I go, the more I go out, the braver I get. Every time I go, I get a little bit braver. So. Yeah, the meadow. The meadow is not for uh, the faint of heart. It's uh, yeah, that ain't. Yeah, you, we have to be very, very careful. I would never take my son out there, ever. Gotcha. I've got a kid, so he oh. he's not allowed. So it's like, so and we right. don't. 
If I ever go, I'm taking Jesus with me. Yeah, I always have Jesus with me. Ooh. He's in my back pocket. We oh, never yeah. go. We never Absolutely. go alone. The full body armor of God. Yes. Exactly. I have my Bible right. with me and everything else. Yes. My block. He'll be with me in the Okie Pinocchi too. So. <laughs> anyway. I got saved. <laughs> Sage, oh me too. We can a bomb carry sage. Sage, we all carry sage. I just got yeah, my crystals. Lord. There you go. Oh, I've got one. Thank you, ladies, so very, you so very much. much. I can't wait to hear about any some writing um yeah. discoveries and adventures coming up. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's been great. Thank and I thank you both. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you all so thank much you. for having us on. It's yeah, nice yeah, to see yeah. you guys. Barb, you did good for your um first podcast interview pardon barb did good i Do said I you know? did good for your first i said you did I good know. on your first podcast i, I, got this. <laughs> I know i, 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 I did for having you. me on i've enjoyed Absolutely. i've enjoyed yeah all righty well and i hey, hope we have really enlightened joe you yeah you have actually i've i think this is probably one, one of the most enjoyable podcasts i've been on angie thank you so much for inviting You're me welcome. to be be uh you know, girls the, are more fun. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, man. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I like mean, high, high five. Wait, I'm I intrigued. No, I'm intrigued. You guys aren't afraid of nothing. Y'all pack heat. You Boy, know? That way. I mean, uh, hold on. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. backwards. I'm trying to high five everybody. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys know your stuff. I mean, so, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm just like, holy smokes. Okay. You know, Man, no, We're thank some you tough so much. cookies over here. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, no, I'm not I'm saying. I, no, I, I was not disputing that. I, I, it just, I just like sh shame on those, on those, uh, those others who who probably uh, thought otherwise. So, <laughs> who yeah. are they? Point them out. I don't know, Angie. <laughs> you know them. Angie, you know them. They're the ones that. Uh, who are the, Who are those naysayers? Point yeah. them out. Yeah, I want to know. Well, I'm taking you to the boat ramp. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, so, yep. I mean, that, they don't call me the bum fighter for nothing. We'll, okay. we'll drop Where them off in the Okie Pinocchie. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> what we need to do is plan an all female project. I mean, we, awesome. yeah, y'all yeah. go ahead. Yeah, Barb's going come up with a name for that. Would be fun. The Swamp Divas. The swamp, swamp the swamp hags. No, the swamp divas. We just divas. We don't know. No, hags. swamp hag is only a storyteller. We just swamp divas. Okay, I'm I'm liking the diva better than the hag. Yeah. What's the swamp divas? That sounds so funny. The swamp hag sounds funny too, though. Swamp divas. I had, okay. a the, the I had a photography. <laughs> I had a photography business called Swamp Hag, and it was it came about because of this Okie Pinocchie because okay. I did wildlife oh photography. So, oh. so Angie, she 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 conned me into being Swamp Hag. <laughs> uh. She's bad influence, y'all. Let me tell you. She bad is. influence. She is. She's bad, oh, man. bad, bad, bad. This has oh, been great, guys. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed Lee. it. Thank you all so much. Thank y'all for Thank having us. Hope to talk to y'all again. Sounds great. Thank sure. you. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Good night.